people of the world. This is the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Tune in each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear us, three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, as we give voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. You can also get more of us by watching The Brothers Talk Show on Millennium TV's M24 streaming news station. Uh, happy hello to the Brothers Talk family and welcome back to our quest to keep the focus on black economic empowerment and critical thinking. We always appreciate your time and your comments and for your helping us to grow the Brothers Talk family by spreading the word. If you're new to the podcast, glad you could join us to check out our national campaign, relaunching Black Wall Street nationwide with the emphasis on taking control of our communities, one household at a time with each and every one of us doing our part to support and launch black businesses. And if you're on Facebook, check out our other groups with over 4,000 members, including hashtag Black Dollars Matter and relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide, where you can see hundreds of stories of black entrepreneurs and black success stories. And just a reminder, as always, the COVID-19 pandemic is not over. So if you haven't gotten your vaccination, be sure to get it. And if you have, make sure you encourage others to do the same as we look to adjust to a new sense of normal. By the way, if you are a parent, guardian, or educator, there's our newest Facebook group, Black Parent University, that focuses on bringing parents and educators together to help advocate for our kids and their parents in dealing with an educational system that has failed our children for generations. That's Black Parent University. And finally, check out the hour-long The Brothers Talk Show airing Saturday and Sunday at 9 p.m., Eastern Daylight Time on the TV streaming service, Millennium 24 News on Millennium News. And now my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Thanks for your continued support. And as Rod mentioned, if you haven't gotten the vaccine, please do so. I saw a lot of disturbing events yesterday in uh, PG County, Maryland. Rode around. There were a lot of, lot of graduation parties. A lot of family reunions. People weren't wearing masks. And I can't believe that all of those people in those functions, at those functions, have been vaccinated. I'm concerned that we're going to have a relapse and that, you know, we're going to have to lock down again or, or do some more drastic measures. So, family, please take heed. Please take care. Be careful. Be safe. And support black businesses when you can. Norm? Thanks, Scott. And I just want to follow up in regards to the health of our community. You know, if we don't have our health, we have nothing. There's nothing to build on. There's nothing to maintain. And we really have to be an example for the young people and really show them regards to what we're eating and the COVID and our mental health, how to take care of ourselves. You know, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to just move forward. And health is just number one. Rod. Again, this week, we're tackling a serious subject that once again goes underappreciated in our community, the black community, and why we're glad to have a forum to do this, which is to bring attention to these kinds of issues. 
Last week, we took a dive into the issue of mental health in our community with a licensed therapist. And this week, we're going to take a dip into a connected pool, that of PTSD as related to our service men and women with our guest, Dedosi Ohabi. He served honorably in the United States Marine Corps and the United States Air Force. He is daring in his authentic and honest candor about the impact and effects of PTSD in his life. He lived with PTSD for three decades before finally going to the VA for help. It is Brother Habib's hope that this work can help others concerned about or grappling with PTSD to realize a better life. He's been involved with community work since 2009 when he and a colleague began the Get Screened Oakland for HIV AIDS awareness campaign in Oakland, California. He's also worked with his associate for America Speaks, a 501c3, dedicated to bringing community together to discuss and resolve a myriad of social issues. He's conducted outreach and convened meetings, community leveraging contacts to help address community concerns. He is also the author of the book, Memoirs in the Moment, which is available at Barnes and Noble and on Amazon. So we're pleased to have him with us today. We want to say thank you for your service. And he is also joined today by his lovely bride, Kimberly. So we may be hearing from her as she adds to our discussion. So we're really happy to have you both with us. Brother Habib, please feel free to say hello to the Brothers Talk family. Thank you very much. I'm honored to be a part of this, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share the truth of my story. Uh, my goal, my hope, my desire is that by sharing my truth, I can help someone else take that next door towards that next step towards having a better life for themselves. And Sister Kimberly, please also say hello to our Brothers Talk family. Hello, everyone. It's great to be on the show. Um, it, this is a very uh, important topic, and I'm excited to be a part of it and on this journey with Mr. Habib. So thanks so much. We're so glad to have you here. This is a first for us to have a husband and wife team in the mix. But I think because of the nature of the subject, it's critical that you are both here. So Brother Habib and Sister Habib, we're glad to have you in this mix. So as we start to address this subject, so what would you think would be the first thing that you would want most people to know when when addressing this topic, Brother Habib? I think the first thing that I would want people to know is that this is not something to take light or something to try and psychoanalyze, but it's something that as a family member, someone who may have PTSD, that you must accept and embrace and figure out how best to support that person. Uh, the biggest problem that I've had in my life is when people genuinely try to help but lack the understanding to really help. Because the end result of that scenario is that I get pushed away. I don't want to talk to them because they don't understand what I'm going through. Rightfully so, they can't. You have to be there to understand. But if you come at me, if you try to uh, present yourself in such a way that you're trying to minimize uh, the impact of PTSD in my life, or you demonstrate you don't really understand what it's all about, then I don't really listen. I, I just can't because the problem that I have is too many people have told me, don't worry, it's going to be okay. Well, it doesn't work that way. For it to become okay, you have to do the work to get there. Brother B, in our uh, pre 
pre-podcast conversation and previous conversation that I had with you, you said that you struggled with uh, PTSD for like 38 years. When did you realize what you had was PTSD? I mean, you understood that there were some issues you were dealing with and maybe couldn't define it and no one knew what it, knew what it was. But when did you re- when you really, really realized what you had was PTSD? That's a great question. So for me, it happened after I started going to the VA. So for 30 years after Beirut, which is when the event occurred, I lived in denial. I lived not understanding what was happening. I lived in a state of misery, in a state of contempt, in a state of perpetual anger for 30 years. And my life, if, if I, when I look back at it, it's clear that there was something going on. So it wasn't until I actually got to the VA and I really had an honest dialogue. I want to thank my wife because she literally saved my life. It was her prompting that got me to actually go to the VA and have that discussion. So when I initially went to the VA, I expressed to them where I was at, how I was feeling. Immediately they said, okay, We're going to have you come in twice a week until we get your feelings under control because we see that there's a problem here. About a month after I started going to VA, maybe two, that's when I really understood that I had PTSD, that my behaviors, uh, the way I thought about things, the way I reacted to things, the fact that I was always on guard, all these things contributed to how I viewed and how I experienced the world. And as a result, my worldview was a pretty dark place. I couldn't trust anyone. There were threats everywhere. Um, people found it difficult to understand me. I was always the first person to get fired. All these different things had come to a head when I finally learned, okay, I have this post-traumatic stress disorder, which is a direct result of what I experienced when I was in Beirut. And so it wasn't until that point that I actually started working towards okay, what do I need to do to understand what's going on for me in a really big way? What would you say to people in our community who believe that they're suffering from the from PTSD, but they don't have a VA? They don't have a place to go to actually, you know, get help or seek help. Mm-hmm. That That's a great question. And, and what I would say is you have to find someone who can support you. Had it not been for my wife talking to me and coaching me and, and just encouraging me to try and find a way forward, I would not have been here today, I don't believe. So if you, you don't have access to the mental health, if you don't have access to uh, health insurance, then the best thing you can do is try to connect yourself to someone who at least is understanding and who who, who is willing to be able to be there for you. Um the problem is, is that PTSD is a real tricky animal. It shows itself up in the worst places uh, imaginable, and it causes you to behave in ways that people can look at and say, this person is crazy or this person has a problem. Right. So the problem is because of that problem, the challenge we have is to how do we effectively get to a place where we can talk about it? and really begin to understand what's going on. 
So I say you got to find a strong someone who can support you. You can also educate yourself. Uh, one of the things that I did on my website is I actually provided some real handy uh, information about, okay, if you think you have uh, PTSD, here's some triggers and traits that you can look out for. Or if you need to talk to a counselor, here's some people who you can talk to, that kind of thing. So you have to find, you have to take an active approach to figuring out what's going on. And even if every door you've encountered to date has been shut, if you keep trying, you will find one that's open. That's great. And you mentioned a website. Can you give that address? And then I have a question for Sister Habib. Yes. Yeah, so the website where you can learn about PTSD and how it's affected me is memoirs, M-E-M-O-I-R-S dot work, W-O-R-K. So it's memoirs dot work. Yes. So Sister Habib. As we were listening to 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 Brother Habi, yeah, the thought occurred to me that obviously we hear a lot about PTSD from the vantage point often of those who are suffering from it. But obviously there's a, a, a certainly a traumatic effect that also happens within the families. And so Brother Habi has gone out of his way to acknowledge what an, what impact you had in terms of helping him to be where he is today. So who supports you and where did you find your kind of strength and to uh, continue to be up to the task? And what do you say to those other families who are dealing with this situation? I would say, um, first and most importantly, um, is the simple fact that, yes, this is a disorder. And um, it's a disorder that can be managed if managed correctly. I myself uh, used to be a case manager at a, a GED program for at, at people at risk in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And um, with my background in that, I was able to see that there were some things that were um, that Mr. Habib needed to be to deal with. Um, in my heart of hearts, I believe that all veterans, this is something that that needs to be addressed. And the reason I say that is because because of the the amount of damage that it can do or has the ability to do to the person and to the family. If the counseling isn't sought after or the therapy isn't sought after or whatever it is that um, the person needs to get in order to be able to maintain a healthy and healthy mental place, then I would suggest that whatever they can do to get it to get it taken care of or addressed, that it is done. I feel that as for myself, I feel that as a person who was a service member and is now a veteran, um, I feel like they've served their country and now it's time for their country to serve them. My question is kind of a two-part question. And Sister V, you may be better at answering the second part than Brother V. Uh, Brother V, um, you mentioned your book. Uh, did it, does, you mentioned that it may it addresses some of the uh, characteristics of people who have um, PTSD, but I wanted you to talk about your book a little bit. And what if you're living with a person, or you're in a relationship with a person, or is if it could be a spouse, I mean a sibling or, or whomever, what are some of the signs that you look for? Some of, some of the characteristics of a person who you may think have PTSD. 
That's a, that's a great question. So PTSD. So let, let me just go back a bit. So the purpose of PTSD in and of itself is a good thing. Its purpose is to protect the individual from a threat. The problem is, is that purpose stays on 24 seven and it never turns off until you learn to manage it. So where there is no threat, you see a threat. So that's the purpose. And that's how that that's how it affects you. Uh, how do you what are some of the characteristics to look for in a person if you're in a relationship with a person uh, you think they may have PTSD? So some of the character Ray, I got it. so some of the characteristics might be a person may misunderstand what you said over and over again. They may be always looking out for a threat or accusing you of doing something that's like completely in left field. Your mind wasn't even there when it happened. They may also always be angry. They may be abuse, uh, may, uh, abuse, abuse, uh, alcohol or drugs. There's a number of different things around this particular, um, uh, feature, this particular, uh, illness that are pretty, pretty consistent. Um, one thing I will say though is this is there is a misnomer out here that many people have gravitated towards and have embraced. And that is that trauma is worse for a military person than it is for a civilian person. The fact of the matter is, is trauma is trauma. Trauma is trauma. And if a, a civilian is exposed to a traumatic experience, he or she will still behave in the same way, maybe not to the same degree, but in the same way as the military person who is exposed to another kind of trauma. So there's these traits that happen that you look out for. For me, the biggest thing was I was pushing everyone away. No one, no one could understand where I was coming from. And quite frankly, I didn't care. I didn't care that people that I was pushing people away because I wasn't so aware of it. And I felt that the right thing for me to do was to put this safeguard, this shield, this barrier around myself to protect myself against the threats I perceived that did not exist. Do people self-medicate using alcohol and drugs when they suffer from this disease? Yes, some do. It's a choice because th the thing is this. I want you to think of the moment that you were afraid of you, you, you at an amusement park and you went to the scary house and something happened that just scared the hell out of you. Excuse my French, but it scared the hell out of you. When this event occurred, you felt this emotional, this deep emotional experience around that event. What PTSD does is it takes that moment and it applies that moment to the rest of your life. So you are feeling that heightened state of exaggerated emotion. In this case, unfortunately, with PTSD, most of the time it's a negative feeling, um, hatred, anger, uh, helplessness, hopelessness, that kind of thing. You're feeling it at a heightened level 24 seven. So the challenge we have in managing it or, or it, the challenge we have with PTSD is learning to manage it. This is an outstanding conversation, and we are so glad that we've had Brother Dosio and Sister Kimberly Habi to come in and open the door to the conversation. As you all know in our listening audience, what we really strive to do is just that. We want to open the door on these conversations because many of you 
are either connected to or experiencing PTSD amongst members of your family and friends. And so the idea here, just as last week, is that we cannot be afraid and run away from topics involving mental health. Mental health is as important, if not more so, than physical well-being, because in essence, physical well-being is something that basically affects the individual. But when you're talking about mental health issues, it goes beyond and can actually have adverse effects on not only family members, but the greater community at large. So we encourage you to take a look at and support the book that Brother Dodosio has written. It's called Memoirs in the Moment. It's available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And so we want to thank them so much for coming in. So we're going to thank again to all the Brothers Talk family. Remember to check out the hour long The Brothers Talk show airing Saturday and Sunday on the streaming TV service M24 News at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. If you have an idea for a show or want to share your thoughts, let us know. Remember, you can follow us, The Brothers Talk on Twitter. Brothers Talk on Instagram. You can like our Facebook page. And quick reminder, if you want to share more of your thoughts with us and the Brothers Talk family, there's a Brothers Talk group on Facebook. You can also get more information about our 12-point relaunching Black Wall Street Nationwide plan or give us direct feedback, show ideas, and questions at thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. God bless you all for your time and support. And you'll always have our absolute commitment that we'll never take it or you for granted. So remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.